to inform life radio uh the health hour it says the liberty hour but we'll get that changed out because we are the health hour on 11:50 a.m kknw and stream to chd tv and twitter and facebook and uh we're hoping to eventually get to rumble too so stay tuned you know we want everybody to have the opportunity to hear the amazing guests that we're bringing on this show. Um, need to let you know that the views expressed on this show are not necessarily of the wonderful radio station, KKNW or CHDTV. Uh, it's just us coming on. It's Informed Choice Washington and Children's Health Defense chapter people coming on, discuss issues and uh, really just kind of have those conversations in the public venue that need to happen. We we want to end divisiveness. We want to, as the theme song for this hour says, we want to make it better. Um, and together we will make it better. Um, so the health hour is brought to you by Children's Health defense, um, specifically the Washington chapter. So if you're not familiar with that and you're in the state of Washington, we would love you to join the Washington chapter. It's wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Sign up and if you can donate a little bit recurring every month to keep free speech on the air there in Washington state. You know, and there's a lot of things happening um, in Washington state that are very concerning regarding medical freedom, regarding your health. But Washington State is also a treasure trove of amazing healing uh, clinics and practices. There's fantastic homeopathic doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors. We've got the wonderful um, O of Averio, Avina. Oh, I haven't got it on the tip of my tongue. I should up there. I, I've had uh, uh, the chiropractor on the show a couple of times, and she'll be coming on more. But in our own um, um, Informed Choice Washington board, we've got uh, Yale Cantor, who's got a clinic in the Burien area. Um, really some great healers, some great organic farms. Um, really the spirit of health is alive and well in Washington state. Uh, and so it is a great place to embrace health. But th for that, you really need information to kind of know what direction to go, because the one thing that's going on in Washington is public health and the government as in all the other states is aligned with the pharmaceutical industry and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's you, you there's a lot of work to do is I guess what we'll say there. Uh, but the good news is you can choose. And so this hour we are bringing on the wonderful um, Emma Sron of the World Council for Health. Um, I met Emma in Savannah at the second annual Children's Health Defense Conference that uh, happened just a, uh, a month or so ago. And she kindly agreed to come on the show. And just before the show started, we were just talking like sisters, or actually it could be kind of mother-daughter relationship here, I'm thinking based on ages. But let's go ahead and, and bring Emma on uh, to the show. Oops, I think we were dueling there. Hi, Emma. Hello. Hi. Thank you for being on the show. I've got a whole new rig here. So if I sound like I'm just a, like a little bit chatty Kathy, it's because I've got a, a new computer because mine kept messing up. 
And so it, it's like driving a new car, you know, you know, everything's sort of the same, but slightly different. <laughs> I understand. And if I get confused and try to click on something or act like a host, it's because I use this platform to oh, host our shows. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Try not to get confused here. <laughs> that's great. So I'm going to ask you about your show, but but first I'm going to, I think I forgot to say that the views expressed. No, I already said that. No, the one I didn't say is we're not giving medical advice. That's the one I need to say. We are not giving medical advice at all. We're, we're just a couple of mama bears chatting, right? About uh, your great organization today. <clears throat> so don't forget, you're going to tell me about your podcast, but let's start with you, Emma. So We've got who you were, a young mom pre-COVID. Let's go there and then just lead me up to the World Council for Health, if you can. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I have I have two kids. So as you said, I'm a mom. I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Um, and I guess just a tidbit of information about them uh, that might give you a hint into the kind of person I am or the journey I've been on is both of them are not, not vaccinated for anything. Um, that's a decision I made. 12 years ago then and actually myself i i stopped getting um boosted and vaccinated back in high school uh it was just a decision i made for myself based on some previous health uh issues that i had struggled with and i actually uh found a form on the internet and filled out a, like a religious exemption thing and i hadn't didn't know anyone that knew anything about this i, I just found it and did it um wow good for you what interesting i was in what, illinois at the time Illinois, okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so many of us that are in this realm right now have an interesting story of things that that we experienced mm -hmm. that brought us to where we are now. So there's there's just things like that in in my past that are I didn't realize would lead me kind of to where I am now, and I'd be surrounded mm -hmm. by people who understand. But um, so I, I guess those experiences and kind of my my take on that stuff obviously influenced um, how I dealt with information um, during the pandemic, of course. But um, as as uh, things were unfolding kind of at the beginning, I was working in independent media. Um, so I was a journalist and an, and an editor um, of an independent media outlet. And um, so early in 2022, um, and actually in, in 2019 as well, um, we were kind of already paying attention to what was happening in China. And we uh, we were aware of, um, of Event 201, um, early oh. in 2022, and we were writing about it then, okay. um, and we were being fact-checked on Facebook and, and censored right away in 2020 because of that. So um, being a, a journalist and already kind of being on that story and seeing the way that fa Facebook fact-checkers were already telling mm -hmm. us to remove things from our articles or change our titles and stuff uh, really obviously influenced uh, the way that I looked at things as, as things began <laughs> unfolding. Um so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? When you when you know you've got the truth, it's like it's it's absolute fact. There it is. Go check it out yourself, exactly. fact checkers. And they're they're censoring you and saying that it's misinformation. It it hits you like yeah. what you yeah. can't. It's just it's so injust the injustice of it just. <laughs> Definitely. And some of the things that they do and, and, you know, we we have been dealing with them for for years before all of this happened. I know a lot of people over the last few years became more aware or aware for the first time of fact checkers, but they weren't new um, during this. They just became much more common and ramped up their their mm -hmm. efforts. But they they were fact checking all kinds of things and, and a lot of health related things leading up to this. So a lot of us in um, independent media were kind of aware already of their existence and already mm -hmm. had been dealing with them. Um, but once you experience that pandemic related or not, you 
you're looking at social media and fact checkers and all this stuff in a much different way because of your mm -hmm. personal experiences with them. But the things that towards the beginning and about event 201 existing, we really, we had one article that was literally just saying, hey, this happened. Isn't it kind of weird? Like it, it was just, it was just commenting on it. It was not saying right. the pandemic happened because of this or this, you know, it was, it was inferring just, nothing. It was just saying it happened and that <sighs> got fact checked. And they were like, oh, you can't say that. Or you need to, you need to say in the title that it's not this. And just obvious yeah. changing what we're trying to say and trying right. to influence through our, our articles or, or changing our titles and, and things like that. Um, so that obviously had influenced the lens through which I looked at everything mm -hmm. <laughs> over the last few years now. Yeah, that it that in about that time period is when they invented the term malinformation and that's information that is true, but they're they who whoever they the powers that be the government feels like if you talk about this true information, then people might actually do something that the government doesn't want them to do, like do their medical due diligence and pay attention yeah. to what the government is Have doing. them be doing that. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do like to call them, though, um, the powers that shouldn't be. I like that, the powers that shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So, so here you are, already a journalist, already awake to really paying attention. Um, at what point, how did you get hooked up to the, with, World Council for Health, and how did that all evolve? Yep, um, that is a very strange uh, roundabout story that I feel like a lot of us have those right now that are that are involved in what we're doing. Where, like I was just saying about that journey, we got to where we're going, and there's something about that story that really just doesn't make very much sense, or it's mm -hmm. like it, the universe somehow yeah. put me in this place, and I met this person, yeah. um, and it was kind of like that. Like uh, what the co-founder of the World Council for Health, Dr. Tess Laurie, um, I I met her in um, online in um, the summer of 2021. Um, through my my partner, we both had a couple of Telegram channels that we were pretty active on, like with mm -hmm. the COVID-related information and news and stuff. And he had connected with her. Um, it, he just kind of figured out who she was there and sent her a message about something. And they had talked. And then I, um, she had this idea to have a holiday to celebrate ivermectin. Um, and she had work, reached out to him and was looking for some people to help her. You know, could you, do you know somebody who would be helpful with a website or making graphics or something? And he said, oh, uh, Emma. And uh, I was up in in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan at a cabin with with my family on a lake. And then I set up this meeting with Dr. Tess Laurie. And she's like, oh, can you help me with World Ivermectin Day? I'm like, oh, this is a great idea, sure. <laughs> That is so cool. And at that yeah. time, I was living out in Washington State. And what I did was I I, I, I saw your website and I saw all the information oh, and I, I, I created a flyer. And maybe it was a flyer that you had. I can't remember, but I printed something. And and I can't remember. I had a couple of things with it, something about Informed Twist Washington. And I walked around my neighborhood and I handed out 100. I knocked on doors until I ran out and I got great responses. I only had wow. one person that was a little annoyed, but everybody else, it was a fabulous experience that oh World Ivermectin Day. No, That's it's so cool. <laughs> That's great. I like that because we didn't know that about, about each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that you, you knew that that happened. And I somehow, like, it just really weird, stars aligned. I met 
test through my partner because of Telegram. Yeah. And it was a very small team that created the first World Ivermectin Day. It was hugely successful. You experienced it. People all around the world got involved. And um, you know, I want to tell, we, yeah. yeah, sorry to interrupt again, but I want to tell listeners mm -hmm. who are new to, to Dr. Lowry, um, Dr. I'm going to read it. Dr. Tess Lowry is a medical doctor and research consultant in the UK. She's the CEO of Evidence-Based Medicine Consultancy and EBMC Squared, a founding member of the Bird Group, and she sits on the steering committee of the World Council for Health and the Better Way Conference. You know, ever since we we were kind of like the the theme song, make it better for this health hour, which we just chose, you know, just like a month ago or, or so, hasn't been very long. I'm seeing make it better, a better world everywhere yep. I look. Yep. It's like everything's aligning, it's so cool. So, um, so Tess Lowry was really one of those instrumental in raising the awareness of ivermectin and really seeing the fraud going on behind the scenes, right? She did some amazing communication with somebody who like that guy who retracted yep. his yep. Yep. Dr. statement. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I don't want to spend uh, too much uh, time on this because I want to get to the health stuff and I interrupted you. So you got connected through them wanting to do World Ivermectin Day mm -hmm. and then Yep. Yeah. So that was, that was, um, I think just an idea that Tess had. And like I said, it was just a small group of people that kind of got, you know, created the the website and the graphics and kind of put it together pretty quickly. Um, and I think from that experience, we knew, wow, we all work together really well. And we created something that people engaged with and was, you know, it did something. Um, it's so cool to create things out of nothing and to yeah. have people follow along and support it. And that it's just yeah. a really cool feeling. Um, and just reminds you that, we're all powerful, like people power, that, that, that is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so afterwards we had a few ideas of like maybe how we could keep that going, but I think everybody was busy with stuff. So everybody just kind of went, went our separate ways. And then, um, then uh, in 2022 in September or 2021, yeah, 2021 um, in September, the World Council for Health was born. And then I was approached about a month later to ask if I wanted to join the team. Um, and so I've been, been there ever since. So we just celebrated, um, the second birthday of the world council for health. And a lot of people are surprised when they hear that because we've done a lot in a very short amount of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, um, I want to show the webpage and for the radio listeners, um, it is worldcouncilforhealth.org amazing website. So fun to explore. It just makes me so happy. Everything on this page. Um, and so I'll, I'll let you kind of take me through what's going on and what information is available. Sure. Um, well, like you said, yeah, there's a lot here. <laughs> so yes. it kind of depends on depends on what you're looking for. We've got um, we we create um, content for for a few different audiences. We have resources and and some of the initial stuff that the World Council for Health created was was resources for individuals, um, like a COVID nineteen early treatment guide. Um, we have a spike protein detox guide uh, at, under the resources tab up at the top is where you can find a lot of those things. If you hover, some of them just show up there. Okay. The more common ones, the spike yeah. protein detox guide, the like I said, the treatment guide. Um, right now, we're actually working on a um, a cancer treatment guide as well, um, a, and another um, piece that recommends like what everybody should have in their their um, medicine cabinet. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of our initial guidance and recommendations were very connected to COVID because that was the that was what the World Council for Health was born out of, but we're expanding from there. Mm -hmm. um, but we also, if you go over to the About Us tab, 
Um, okay. If you hover over over that one and you go down to policy briefs, it's the fourth okay. fourth one down. Um, briefs. We're also creating very comprehensive <clears throat> policy documents that are for policymakers, the people who have influence over policy. Um, of course, anyone can click on these and read them and share them and consume them and learn from them. But the target audience is policymakers um, around the world. A lot of People, unfortunately, have, as we've learned, they, they have the ability to make decisions on things that they are not very knowledgeable about. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a part of attempting to, to educate them. And if, as I'm sure you're well aware, not all of them want to be educated on all of these things. They, <clears throat> they prefer to, to kind of maybe be ignorant on them. But if you if you hand this off to uh, your elected officials or to somebody in your government that now they can't say they didn't know because here's a comprehensive guide full of links, full of information where you can learn more about these things. And if you chose not to, you didn't. Wow. Um, so we've got three so far. We've got the, this first one, um, rejecting monopoly power over glo global public health. That one is about the proposed amendments to the international health regulation. Um, we have another one that is about um, unregulated digitalization. So that includes 5G technology, um, uh, AI, um, central bank digital currencies, um, digital ID, surveillance, all of that stuff is in that one. And then we have another one on human trafficking. Oh, um, wonderful. And so you can see that first one had a bunch of translated links beneath it. So we've mm -hmm. had the, the WHO policy brief was our first one and by far the most popular one. And it's been translated into many different languages. So these are Again, wow. for use in different wow. countries all around the world. We have a volunteer team of translators. Um, we have a translation coordinator, Francesca, who works really hard to get these policy documents and a lot of our content translated into so many different languages that you wow. can see there. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to read off. It says it's in Arabic, Czech, Danish, Dutch, Finnish, French, Hungarian, Magyar. I don't even know that. Okay. Italian, Japanese, Maltese, Portuguese, Russian, Spanish, Swedish, Thai, and Turkish. Holy moly. That is so fantastic. And what I love about that, it's so proactive. So a lot of people are hearing about these things that are so concerning. And these are just, these are massive, massive policies with multi-armed and, and it gets overwhelming for the average person, mm -hmm. but you've created this policy brief so we can educate ourselves in full with, you know, and I'm thinking that this is saying this is bad. Don't do it. But are you, does it also say here's what we should be doing instead? Is it? Yep. Yep. They, they offer definitely some, some solutions and, and alternatives to things, but they're, nice. they're really, because they're targeted towards the policymakers, they're really, okay. they're really straightforward and basic. There's also not, you know, it's, it, they're not um, politicized. There's not, there, there's not like opinion in them. It's really just based on what what the science and evidence says about these things. And it's direct and to the point. Um, oh, yeah. that's exciting. Thank you so much. This is so useful. I'm going to make, I'm just going to be sharing these all over the place. <laughs> and for um, um, our listeners who normally follow Informed Choice Washington, we have a Substack page um, that some of our awesome peeps put together. We'll make sure we have links to this and, uh, you can share and begin educating, you know, everybody that you see your elected officials, these are what it's aimed for. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Um, wow. Okay. What, what next can we go explore? Yeah. Um, and, and just, just so you know, too, we also have more of these in the pipeline where we're still okay. kind of figuring out the schedule of what's the, the, 
for the best impact, you know, these are some of these are many, many pages long. I think mm -hmm. the first one was maybe 65 or 68 pages. So we can't release a new one every week because no one's yeah. going to be able to consume it and use it. So mm -hmm. you need enough time there to absorb them and use them. We have one coming out, I, I think, uh, maybe at the end of this year that's going to um, deal with the the health effects of war. Um, on mm -hmm. on people around the world um, and a bunch of other topics that are in the pipeline. Um, so we'll have more of those coming out throughout the next year and, and beyond. Um, so for anyone that isn't signed up, we do have a free email newsletter um, on our okay. website. If you just head to worldcouncilforhealth.org slash subscribe, um, I send out an email about once a week. So if we have new policy briefs coming out, we let our audience know right away um, via email. So it's a good way to stay connected to learn about those. That is wonderful. Now I haven't looked through those. I I'm looking forward to it. Do they have like a, in the openings or like a one page synopsis bullet point? Because, you know, when you go to talk to elected officials, mm -hmm. they're going to see that 60 pages. Thing. Well, I'm not going to read Definitely. that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the, the, they're all a little bit different so far. The three of them have been treated a little bit differently. The, the first one, the one about the IHR. Um, mm -hmm. That one also has a shorter summary version, um, okay. which is only a few pages long. Um, and then there's also a shorter intro to that too. Okay. So you can kind of decide who you're talking to and how much you're able to give to them and tell them. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, you, sometimes you get really good elected officials and public health people, I suppose, those are harder to find, who are really willing to be mm -hmm. open-minded and take the time to do the research. But um, in my experience, it's really sad to say so many, so many votes, so many decisions are made in the amount of information that you can take in from the time you step onto a le uh, an elevator your mm -hmm. elevator pitch information and step off and then go into the committee meeting. And then there yeah. they are, they, um, you know, but if they know that, look at, it, it's got all these citations, <laughs> fortunately it works for the other side as well, because you get the white coats and, and people with big titles going into the offices of elected officials um, and saying these bullet points and hand over information they know very well nobody's going to actually read and they count on that because if yep. you're actually to go read it it doesn't back up what they want or trying yeah. to tell you to do I'm, yeah 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 it's it's a tough a tough game but one of my one of my favorite things about it or, or really about delivering anything especially in in writing and handing it off to our elected officials even if they don't do much with it Mm -hmm. you gave it to them. So, you know, it's almost like serving. Like I, I gave yes. it to you. I marked with like a little post-it note flaggy thing, the thing that I wanted you to read. Yeah. You really don't have much of an excuse now to say that you didn't know that because I put it in your hand. It's yeah, that, that means something. And I do feel like that someday when some of these individuals are before a judge or before a jury, um, they will never be able to claim I didn't know or I didn't have the opportunity to know. Because if yeah. you combine the written, you know, and the emails and the public comment, they knew. Mm -hmm. And if they're just ignoring it, nah, 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 I don't want to hear kind of stuff. Sorry, that doesn't stand up in court. Right? <laughs> you you were given it multiple times. Um, yeah. So, well, let's let's uh, let's talk some more about this wonderful information. Um, so you have got, I'm going to go over here and look, um, 
you've got resources about policy that we can read and then share with elected officials. You said again, that's about us policy briefs. Mm -hmm. What next do you want to share with the listeners today? We have um, almost an absurd amount of video content. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go to the video um, library. Yeah, yes. So we have a video library. Our our live show, as well as other events like conferences. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we um, there was an Asian symposium. We didn't put it on, but a country council network of ours did. And so we live streamed it to our website. So the newsroom is where you can see live videos happening, but everything's edited down into something smaller and put into the video library later. Um, wow. And we, every Monday we have this, this show right now, it's called Better Way Live, but in the past they were called general assembly meetings. And we would have usually a minimum of two guests. And that's been happening almost every Monday since the beginning of the World Council for Health. So if you okay. do the math there, that's a lot of videos. <laughs> and wow. Like about how long did the videos run when you edit the um, sections? Well, right now our shows are running about an hour and a half and we try mm -hmm. to have about two guests. Um, mm -hmm. So they're able to speak for, you know, really however long they want to on a topic. So 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes longer. And then we'll do a little conversation and a Q&A and, and get some mm -hmm. questions from our audience as well. Um, and it's on a wide array of different topics. We have healthcare professionals come in um, to talk about ways that they treat different ailments, developments and things. We have scientists come in to talk about what they're studying, what they're dealing with, health guidance. Um, we have a, a very large network of coalition partners, different groups and organizations around the world. Um, so we'll have representatives come in and talk about what they're doing, what their organization does, something that they're working on. One of the ones that you can see on here right now is in the, the lower right-hand um, corner, the Vax Control Group. They're one of our partners and um, Dini is the, the co-founder. And so she came in and she talked about the the data that they've gathered through the Vax Control Group and um, showed us what what it looks like, what it looks like if you become a member of, of the control group and, and contribute your data to their service and I'm what the data looks like. Oh, great. That's wonderful. <laughs> and so we, I'm I. I'm bad though. I have to fall. I haven't been following up with yes. it. Ask you ever so often to check, put in your health. And I'm sorry, I'm a bad control group member. That is so cool. Yeah. I haven't heard them mentioned since I signed up. I love oh. that. You know, it was actually <laughs> funny. There were a lot of people during that episode that were popping up in the comments in our newsroom that were like, oh, I'm signed up for that. And I haven't updated my profile in a while. So I think after oh, no. this show, I, I assume some people probably were like, oh yeah. And they, <laughs> they went back and updated. They better go do it. Yeah. They've actually just yeah, done a, a do kind of a revamp of That's their... That's cool. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, you should watch it because I think that they're... Um, I, I, she goes through some of the changes that they've made recently to the information that they're gathering, but okay. she also shows what it looks like on their end. So you can see what the data is looking like, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'll shame myself. I'll be one of those people in that big group that are not doing any follow ups. And I want to get out of that and be in. See, but you know, the problem probably is this, though, Emma, those of us who did not get the, the COVID shots, we tend to be very independent minded people. And we don't like to comply. We don't necessarily do what we're told all the time. So it's like, you know, herding cats. And so I could see where they might get a lot of people who just like, eh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but that's I, not, yeah. But I, it's about science though. So we want to give our information because it is the science. We are the control group to compare. So we better contribute to the science. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then I see like you had a couple of weeks ago, you had on Shabnam um, from 
yep. uh, Africa CHD. That's wonderful. Got to meet her. You got to meet her too, or had you met her before? Oh yeah, she's actually, she's on the steering committee of the World Council for Health as well. So I know her very wow. well. <laughs> oh, that is so exciting. Yeah, that is so yes. cool. Um, let, let's take a few minutes here to look at the one that I think some people who are able to see or not on the radio can see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click on something coming up because it looks yes. really intriguing. It's called an urgent expert hearing on plasmid gate vaccine contamination evidence. And this is coming up two days, 19 hours, 28 minutes and 17, 16, 15 <laughs> seconds. Yes. So November 27th at 7 p.m. What's UTC? What UTC time? is universal time. So um, okay. yep, for us, because I, well, you're in Pacific, aren't you? I, no, um, I'm in Eastern. You, you're in Eastern. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, all of the talk about Washington State. Well, yeah, because, yeah, I, I moved from Washington, but I'm still working with my Washington peeps with Informed Choice Washington. And, okay. But I'm, in, I'm with all the Tennessee people, too. Okay. That okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So 7 p.m. UTC is 2 p.m. EST. Okay. Um, 2 p.m. Yes. On 27th of November. And you're going to talk about all that plasmid contamination and... Um, that is so important. Yes. And where is this taking place? It says a, a panel legal experts and, um, yep. yeah. So, um, this is actually kind of a follow-up to our first urgent expert hearing that happened in October. Um, and that was also a virtual event. So it, it live streamed, um, on our website to, um, worldcouncilforhealth.org slash newsroom. Um, mm -hmm. So you can always watch anything live that we're doing in the newsroom. We also have a page just for this. It's the page that you're on right now, which is also worldcouncilforhealth.org slash justice. Um, but the first one that we did was, um, th this one is going to be a legal focus. The first one was the the more research medical focus and talking about what was what was found in the plasmid DNA contamination and what that means, the reality of it, um, mm -hmm. the background of it, the the data. And um, it was, I can actually look at the page right now. It was three hours and 44 minutes long. It was a very comprehensive thing where um, panelists spoke for um, a, a about 15 minutes each. And then um, there was a conversation with everybody that followed. Um, really, really important event. And this is a follow-up on that to talk about the legal implications. So now that mm -hmm. we know that this is a thing and this mm -hmm. happened and, you know, it, it can sound scary, it's concerning, what do we do? Mm -hmm. um, so we have a bunch of, of legal professionals from around the Excellent. world. We have um, New Zealand, Australia, the U.S., um, South Africa, people from around the world that are going to talk about some of maybe the work that they've done on this topic or what can be done with it now from the human rights perspective. How do, how do we potentially get justice on this? What, what do we do? Um, Very good. Because the doing is yeah. so important. <laughs> yeah. And it's taken a while, but some brilliant people are now really figuring out the doing. There was mm -hmm. a lot of shock and then grumbling and complaining. And then why isn't anybody doing anything? And, and, but <laughs> Now it's it's happening. We're figuring it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the world was so compliant before. Just in, eh, can't fight city hall. Can't fight the government. They're going to do what they're going to do. And it took a while, really, to overcome that. And of course, the, the corruption is so systemic. Or the some of it isn't even corruption. It's this. Well, it 
it was unwitting corruption, I think, by a mm -hmm. lot of people in a lot of places who didn't understand they were being fed these lies. And, and mm -hmm. anyway, so this is really exciting to see this coming and solutions being put forward, the, the legal end of things. And that's where the next step. But mm -hmm. meanwhile, Emma, we don't have to wait for these wonderful attorneys to, to do what they're doing. We don't have to wait for government to change. Each and every day, we can wake up and make many decision in our decisions in our lives that make our families healthier mm -hmm. and that begin to starve the monsters. We, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, big medicine as it exists now, they feed on money. And there are individual choices that we can make that take away that food, which is our money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so let's look at some of your great resources to guide people in those decisions that make them healthier mm -hmm. at less cost, really, in the big picture, um, and that begin to defund um, the pharmaceutical industry. So where should we go? Yeah, and absolutely. Every, everything you said there is is so important and, and correct to... Uh, you know, not not everybody also is going to have the tools and the the uh, ability or time or even want to you know per pursue things legally or or whatever. But mm -hmm. those it's it's that individual stuff that that we do. We can make that choice every day. That's so yes important, and it's so important that we remind each other that we're capable of that because we've given up our authority and we've just learned to be helpless and to feel powerless. But we're we're not. We're not. We exactly. We don't. We can. We we can say no. We can do something different, and you know that makes me so hopeful. Now, who I'm trying to think who I had on the other day. It was the same thing, and they were talking about what you. It's really just choosing a different, like getting a MetaShare type plan, one of those a share plan instead of regular insurance. Um, there's just all sorts of things that you can do right now. So we, I've returned us to your resources page. Mm -hmm. Um, what is puzzle stuck? Explain. Yeah, that was interesting. We actually had a, a guest on our show, um, before she, she let us use this. She actually kind of created this document for us. It's, it's a document, um, to help you prepare whenever you leave this world to, to have something in place to help you do that the way that you want to. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a it's a positive document. Um, okay. it, it was born out of, of the woman who created this. She um, she was working with a friend who was passing away um, mm -hmm. and worked with her on this this document so that everything that she needed to figure out could be figured out. She they planned a, a celebration um, mm -hmm. to help when she was transitioning away to keep her family and she had a son um, to keep her, her family and everybody, you know, positive and to, to know that she was leaving them with that. Yeah. Was so powerful in, in that moment. And so um, the creator of this, this document, she's a, a death doula, which, you know, helps. We're used to birth doulas. Yeah. The, the transition of the whole family adding someone coming into the world and all that's coming along with that but mm -hmm. we don't often support people in and families in a, a healthy way when yeah. when they know someone's transitioning away um yeah that's true yeah. i i love that i think it's so important to just sort of embrace the full cycle of life mm -hmm. and to have some guidance there i i think what's been hardest 
in my personal experience, are those deaths that were, you had no clue they were coming. Yes. You didn't have time to prepare to say goodbye and do all of that. Um, is there anything in that? Is it, is, it's got those little umlauts over the, ooh, so is it a puzzle stuck? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you if you click on that one, there's actually a presentation from from the woman who created it. That's that's in that, that okay. page if you wanted to watch it. Um, and we uh, are on we're on episode, I think, 113 or 114 right now. Mm -hmm. And she was on back in episode four, 74. So it's not okay. as fresh in my mind as yeah. some of our other content. But um, it's it's a really comprehensive document. Mm -hmm. And it's it kind of answers some of what you you just said we yeah. we don't like to expect that someone in our life or we are going to leave anytime soon so it's yeah. something that we put off and we put off and you know sometimes you'll get like a tiny will together or or life insurance or something like that but those are not the that there, there's not you're not leaving a personal touch on that that's not a, a, yeah. a living and breathing personal yeah. document but this is so you okay. can cover everything in it that you sounds can, good. You can enjoy yourself when you're yeah. doing it, and it's not a gloomy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you yeah. know. Um, and and it's so so helpful for for family. Then if you do prepare with something like this and you have it ready, um, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm about halfway through my life at 60, so I've got another 60 years to go. I'm going to be till 120. Um, that sounds right like now. a really good plan. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you aim for 80, you might hit 70. If you aim for 120, maybe I'll hit 100. I don't know. You know, you guys always aim high. Um, okay, so I'm seeing another really cool thing. Our seven favorite food synergy combinations recipes to try. I mean, I love the just write down fun practical advice you've got mm -hmm. on that one. Um, who creates like something like that? Is is it somebody within World Council for Health, or was this um, a guest? Or yeah, so, so um, different things that we we create come from different sources. Sometimes, like the first one that we just spoke about was a a, a person who contributed this to us and. And um, if that happens, the wherever you're finding it on our website will link back to the person or it'll give okay. the context of who created it and kind of tell that story a little bit. Okay. A lot of what we create is also coming directly from our team. Um, we have we have kind of a smaller core team of the World Council for Health, like the the, the workers team and the steering committee. But we also have uh, various other committees like a law and activism co committee, um, a health, a health and science committee. Um, we have a mind health committee and people on these committees or the committee that committees themselves will also create um, resources, papers, guidance, wow. videos, whatever it might be. Um, and those those teams are always like changing and shifting and, and, and coming mm -hmm. up with ideas. And so there's always something coming out. Um, and we're still, you know, we're we're just over two years old. So we're still wow figuring yeah. that out in the, in the process as we as we do it um but there's so many people with so much knowledge mm -hmm. and it's very collaborative too mm -hmm. so um people with nutrition information and experience for example how this this article came to be can be written by one person and then anyone who has nutrition experience a, a nutritionist whatever it might be also contributes you know okay make sure that this you know this makes sense or i have some mm -hmm. little bit of different information let's throw that in there and mm -hmm. um the way that we present information and, and all of these resources and pretty much everywhere on our website is all just suggestions recommendations not saying you have to do it this way mm -hmm. um you know, 
are not giving medical or nutritional advice. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just and saying, yeah. Yes, that these are things to try if you if you want to take it to your your trusted healthcare team and verify things with them or, or come up with yeah. a plan with them that you can use these tools in that way. You can make decisions for yourself, whatever it might be. Um, we're not here to tell anyone what to do. Um, no. We've definitely learned that that's not the <laughs> no, not the way no. To do things. But you know, we we want this is Inform Life Radio. We want people to go forth with enough information that they are making mm -hmm. a choice based on enough information. Um, you know, and that's why we're here. We are. We're not the misinformation. We're the missing information. We we stole that from Del Big Tree a few years ago. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so many things as 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 we know, but have to be reminded, nothing is one mm -hmm. size fits all. Every mm -hmm. one of us is different. You know, I, mm -hmm. I like I said, I have two kids. They're gonna experience things differently. Their bodies are going to respond differently, despite having the mm -hmm. same parents and living in the same house. We are all different. So our, mm -hmm. our, our bigger guides, um, like our treatment guides, the spike protein detox guide, mm -hmm. it's just a list of ideas and different tools you mm -hmm. can try. You know, it's, it's big, so you're probably not going to try all of them because <laughs> there's a lot of things yeah. in there, but it's things, you know, try it. If it doesn't work for you, move on yeah. to something else. Um, yeah, it's, it's not one size fits all. No, it's an art form, right? I mean, doctors practice medicine. They, it's, you just don't learn it and then you're done. It's a practice and everybody is different. So I love that you've got this um, article here about uh, aimed at kids and teens. And it sounds like it's even in, a, in speaking to them directly. Remember, your immune system is still developing. Look after your immune system. It makes sense. And S-E-N-S-E -S -E must stand for something. So I mean, I imagine if you read this at all, yes. um, it breaks down what those letters are are yeah. saying. Um, I love that. It's so important. Sleep. Sleep is, mm -hmm. I think, probably the biggest thing for this generation of children to get the, what we're on right now, on the computer. Their worlds are upside down. They're up all night, sleep during the day, um, make connections around the world, and... Um, it's it's big, and they they feel kids feel invincible. Even if they're exhausted, they think, "No, I can I can power through this." Well, your developing brain might think otherwise. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a hard one for me having kids and not wanting them to be connected to stuff and screens all the time. Which you know they're they're not, but it's a struggle because they see me. I work virtually from home. Yeah, so I'm always. You know, I have times that I, you know, I don't carry my phone around with me all the time. I put things down and I, I step mm -hmm. away, but I work on the computer. So they see mm -hmm. you're in front of a computer all day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You it can't be a hypocrite, yeah, but yeah. it is your job. <laughs> I know. And we're so grateful you have this job. Yes. So, yeah. So let's look at some more of this great information that you have here. Challenge yourself to breathe better. Now that is such an important part of real health is something as simple as breathing. I think people aren't aware of how you can change your health just by um, paying attention to your breathing mm -hmm. and changing your breathing habits. Yep. That one actually... Um... We, we did that as a challenge on social media, um, primarily mm -hmm. on Telegram. Uh, Telegram is the social media network that we're most active on. And we did a 21-day Breathe Better challenge. So every day there was a new prompt with some sort of different breathing technique. 
So it would come with cool. a, some like context of what the science says about it, the instructions. And then it's always fun to do things like that on, on social media or somewhere where people mm -hmm. can respond and say, oh, what did like, how was the breathing technique today? Because again, it's not one size fits all. There'd be yeah. people that said, oh, I didn't like the way that belly breathing felt. Uh, or I loved the the next one. You know, it's just to, to remind you how mm -hmm. breath is obviously important because we have to breathe all the time, but we forget. With so many of us take these shallow breaths all the time, we never yeah. let all the air out and recycle, like refresh it. Uh, yeah. The reminder to to try these different strategies and. Yeah, you remind me of one time uh, I was traveling with a good friend of mine. We were going to a conference and we we're staying at Airbnb and we were sitting next to each other. And I realized that she was holding her breath without knowing it. And then she'd do a little, like almost like a little click because she'd like, breathe you know and um and i then i realized i started paying attention to myself and i was like okay i'm doing the same stinking thing <laughs> yes. you know and it's just i mean really every cell okay so we need food and we need water but you can go days and days without both you can only go minutes without breathing. That's how important oxygen is to every cell of the body. And if you, you can optimize that, <laughs> um, which yeah, we really need to do. So, yes. that, yep. That, yep. so it's all those little free things that you can do and you're defunding pharma and defunding big medicine, because if you just start breathing right and sleeping yep. right, I mean, how many of your health issues go away because you did those two things? Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yes. It, it, as you were saying before, there's there's this massive puzzle of all the different things that we can do. And some of them are, a, you know, maybe a direct action or something that's like, mm -hmm. you're, you're, but all of these things are significant. They're all yes. a puzzle when all the pieces are together. It's it's putting something together that makes sense. And breathing yeah. is one of those pieces. It seems almost yeah. silly a little bit to when you think about it, but it's true. It's it's important. And if you do these things the right way, you are yeah. disconnecting yourself from that, that control system that, mm -hmm. that, that the medical industrial complex has, has set up for us. Um, yeah. And then I, I've got the one pulled up here about, uh, about water, about staying hydrated. And that's something that I, you know, fairly recent last few years learned about was the fact that um, I'm going to stop sharing for a minute that you, um, you just because you're drinking liquids doesn't mean you're hydrated, you know, yeah. not all you, there, there's a, a science to making sure you're absorbing the, the water, you know, and taking it into your cell mm -hmm. because a lot of people drink and drink and drink and they just, no, you have to have yeah. the right electrolytes. I want to go examine that one. It's not a subject that I can speak eloquently on without looking it up. <laughs> It yeah, it's another one of those things, just like breathing. We don't realize if we're taking those shallow breaths and we're not like really emptying our lungs, if we're just drinking tap water or oh, goodness, no. oh no, soda or something, like it's that's that's something. It's like the little breaths, you're you're sustaining yourself, but you're not you're not yeah. powering yourself. You're not giving your body what it needs. You're just kind of barely stringing it along there yeah yeah so there's some good tips in there um we have a guide about about different ways to filter water as well um and we have a, a fun one about how to create living water so mm. you know if you take 
um, if you only have access to tap water or whatever kind of water you have, if you if you um, put a slice of lemon or a slice of cucumber in it, or you do something that kind of energizes your water and puts life back into it, um, or if you remineral- remineralize your water, depending on how your water ends up getting filtered, um, mm-hmm. do something to bring it back to life before you drink it. Um, then it's so much more useful for your body and it, it does power, like you said, you're hydrating and powering all of those cells and you're not finding yourself just running to the bathroom right away. If, if You might notice if you're not drinking actually um, really great quality water that has what your body really needs, the water just goes in and out because it's just, mm. it's just kind of going through the motions. It's not. It's not being absorbed in the cells and used as it needs to be used. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Already we've got almost free solutions here. Sleep, breathe, um, drink the right and a squeeze of lemon, a little Himalayan sea salt. You probably describe lots of different little things you can do to make your, your water living water. Did we have a fourth? But we had a fourth one in there. Um, those three. Uh, anyway, we yep. will move on. We've got like four minutes okay. or so, but just try to be mindful of the time. But it just, I think the audience is getting to know that there's a cornucopia of information at World Council for Health. Um, so you can go there and just delve into all these amazing things that you can slowly begin incorporating into your health, into your family's health to improve and, and the, the healthier you get, I mean, that's the that's the biggest act of freedom you can do mm-hmm. is to take charge of your health in this manner. And then if you want to get active, um, resources to deliver uh, to uh, various entities, videos to watch. Um, and then do you, is, you've got some action campaigns that you're doing or what's going on there for individuals to get active? Where should I show people that? Yeah, we do have um, a page um, called Get Involved um, that is kind of, you, you might be able to see it okay right now, but it's our, our website is going through a little bit of a, a revamp right now. So there's okay. a few things on this page that aren't um, working quite as they should probably, but um, okay. that that uh, page is a good way, obviously, to get involved. We've got flyers um, nice. translated into all different languages. Oh. Um and as we create content that has to do with a lot of our campaigns, we'll also add the flyers on here. So we've done a lot of campaigning about exiting the WHO um, and surrounding the, the amendments to the international health regulations. Um, right here, you can see the, the seven principles of a better way. This actually was um, the Better Way Charter came out of our first conference, the Better Way Conference that happened mm-hmm. um, not this last summer, but the summer before that in Bath, UK. And as Wonderful. kind of the outcome, it was a, a packed three-day conference with just so many speakers, so much information. And it was kind of tried to summarize into the Better Way Charter. And then further- Can you read those? I would love for you to read those. Yeah. We further summarized into these- these seven principles of a better way that we we use as the World Council for Health to kind of guide ourselves and our work. But we also recommend that people print this have your organization use it. It's free for anyone. We don't own the principles. They're they're for everyone. So number one is we act in honor and do no harm. We do our best to live by this law and enact the principles within this charter by it. Two, we are free beings with free will. We take responsibility for and control of our lives, our choices, and our health. Three, we are part of nature. 
we recognize that the well-being of people and planet are interdependent and we nurture both in equal measure. For spirituality is integral to our well-being. People are spiritual and we thrive when life has conscious meaning and higher purpose. Five, we thrive together. We are inclusive and value our diverse, integrated, and collaborative community. Six, we value different perspectives. We celebrate respectful discussion as the means to ever more refined knowledge, compassion, and wisdom. And seven, we use technology with discernment. We recognize that technology used respectfully will enhance learning and wisdom to benefit people and planet, um, which is an important one because we can use technology. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of not great technology that's popping up all over the place, but there are good ways we can use technology. It is a useful tool for us. We don't have to run away from it, but we... Yeah. Use yeah. it wisely. Yes, that is a beautiful way to to end our our conversation with you, Emma. It's it's just been such a delight. I think we're probably got about one minute um, yet here as we we wrap up. But I, I love everything that you guys are doing. It's so fun that in the past few years I was not knowing I was interacting with what you were generating. That is, it's just. Yeah, really fun that way. That is really fun. I love when that happens. <laughs> we didn't plan that ahead of time. We didn't know. No, we didn't. We no. We only talked for like a few minutes in Savannah. You were around yeah. the corner, and husband and I were selling T-shirts, and and you know, no time really to talk. And then, um, yeah, so great, just great things. Uh, all these great people pulling in the right direction. I, you've given me such hope, and I, I believe you've given our listeners a lot of hope too. There's more every day. There's more resources and more people coming along. We got this, you know, I, we've got this, everybody just stay strong. Um, keep the faith. Um, tell us one more time how to get in contact with you or your organization. Yep. We are at the world council for health. We are worldcouncilforhealth.org. If you visit there, you can see links to all of our social media platforms and sign up for a free newsletter. If you want to contact me about anything, really easy. Emma at worldcouncilforhealth.org. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then the um, the um, the one on the 27th, is that a free streaming event? Yes. That will be streaming on yours. And then are you the host of that A Better Way um, podcast usually? I'm, I'm on most of the shows. Yes. So you can see me a lot of Mondays. I'm going to look for you on Mondays then, Emma. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Health Hour of Inform Life Radio. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the Liberty Hour on the same platform wherever you're watching. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Take care. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, Inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. 
Children's Health Defense is a nonprofit organization with a mission to end childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible, accountable, and establish safeguards to prevent future harm. The Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense is stepping up at the state and local levels, but we can't do this without you. Join us at wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Let's restore and defend children's health and their futures in Washington State.